listening to the Me and My More Successful Friends podcast with your host, Lori Marie. I like to talk to all of my more successful friends and find out why they're more successful than me. Enjoy. Yes, right. it, I did because you had a black shirt on and I was like, oh, cool. She works here. Um, and then we said hi. We hugged. We and hugged? We hugged. And why I said, I remember this? I said it was it was great to see you. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then we and then that was it. That was it. It wasn't like super like exciting. It was just more like you know one of those general like hey, hey. Yeah. All right. Okay, mm. that's cool. Well, we're now um, recording. Oh, we're so live. We're live now. I, oh, I like to just shit. sneak attack. Oh. Sneak attack. <laughs> do, you, do you whenever you do podcasts with people at all? Do you ever notice that their voice changes once you click record? Yeah, they get like their podcast. People get, voice. People get nervous. Yeah. I think I have a podcast voice. And then I also think I have a stand-up voice, mm-hmm. and then I have my regular voice. Yeah. So I'm like, like does it does it change like in tone, or you just mean like like the, uh, like enunciation and like? I think I enunciate more, and I try to sound more like a grown-up when you're podcasting. Yes. Yeah, I think a lot of people do. I got a buddy who does the same thing. I do. I probably do the same thing too. Like if I know I'm like, I think it's just if you're performing. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. kind of like how you said stand-up and then podcast. If you're performing for somebody, even if it's like giving a presentation to your class, for me at least, I'll all of a sudden like turn into this person who's like, yeah, versus just being like, hey. You're you more, you like announce things more. I kind of announce it, yeah. <laughs> like conversational is just like, you're like, hey, what's going on? But if somebody's like, you're on stage right now having a conversation with somebody, I'd be like, well, hello, how are we? And I don't, I don't mean to, but. <laughs> like radio announcer voice. Yeah, exactly. So. I should do my intro because I'm really bad at this. Oh, introduce. I'm not good at podcasting. I just kind of like go. I for don't it. think. I don't think there are only a few <laughs> people who are good at podcasting. Every other podcast is just podcast, and it's always good because it's fun to listen to people. And I'm like chewing and talking at the same time. I'm meeting some like dope sour patch kids. Yeah, we've I've got got a couple sweet ass. Yeah, we got, we some, got some snacks. sweet snacks. <laughs> we got some snacks. We got all the beverages. Like, did you feel like a rock star when you? I really did. You came in here and you offered <laughs> me one of four beverages, and then you said I got two bags of sour patch kids. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I might I might stick around. This is good. I treat my um guests correct. You do. This is yeah. uh this is the best I've ever been treated. Actually to tell you the truth, the best I've ever been treated ever in Los Angeles is right here. Wow. So. Well, this is it. Mm-hmm. That on that note, um this is the me and my more successful friends podcast. Uh I'm your host, Lori Marie. This is all probably gonna get edited out. And I say that every time because I think that if I keep saying it, I will eventually like take the time to do it. And like fix the podcast, but right now it's just like completely raw, and fuck, <laughs> like ever it's th- it's always a disaster every single oh, well. time. Oh, I'm also supposed to say that this podcast is brought to you also by Ari Manis. He is the sponsor of my podcast. He swooped in on episode five and gave me this dope equipment that you're listening to us on. So Whoa. thank you, comedian, um, misogynist. Ari Manis. Whoa. Just kidding. He's one of my favorite people. This is an Ari Manis sponsored podcast right now that I'm on? Ari Man- do you know Ari Manis? Oh, I do. And this is this feels, <laughs> I mean, if, as if it didn't feel official the first time, just like getting all these snacks. Now this is like legit. This is real. I tell every time I see him at a show, I always remind him that I now tell everyone that this podcast is sponsored by him. Oh my gosh, man! This is probably blowing him up right now. Maybe all 100 people that listen to it. <laughs> That's a hundred extra followers each time. That's amazing. 
Yeah. Ari Maniston. Yes. Good uh, guy. I like him a lot. Well, I should probably introduce you because, mm. you know, you've been kind of chatting, like, talking for a while. Yeah, sorry. I, te- I tend to do that. <laughs> I tend to do that a lot. Um, today on the podcast, we have Pat Quinn. Um, he's a comedian, actor, male, Paxson model. Oh! Uh, <laughs> I, got, I got something funny about that. <laughs> Do you have a story? Yeah, that was my first job I ever had. Really? Working yeah. at PacSun? PacSun in Akron, Ohio at Summit Mall. I was there. Almost. I was uh, like pretty much all through high school I worked at PacSun. Oh, my God. You look like a dude <laughs> I would stalk <laughs> that worked at PacSun uh, being <laughs> when I was in high school. It was totally the coolest thing. Oh Mall, remember how cool malls were back then? Malls were the shit because it was still like late 90s. I don't mm-hmm. know how old you are, but yeah. for me it was like late 90s, early yep. 2000s when I could go to the mall unsupervised. Yeah, same. Same. Wait, I had, uh, what's that? How old are you? I, I'm 30. I just turned 33. Oh, we're like the same age. Ago. Look at us. Ish. I'll, Ish. I'm, I'm 33 for like two more months. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. okay. 30, 33 is an RA age. I think it's fine. It's but yeah, like it was Jesus age. It is the Jesus age. So I, that's why like, I have a lot of pressure right now. If I don't really, if something big doesn't happen this year, then honestly, I might just, you know, move back to Akron and just well, start a, a business over there. Like, you need to um, pretend like something big just happened because you're on my podcast right now. Oh, it's shit. And the Ari Man is sponsored podcast. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> this is it. What it's am I? me and my more successful friends. So you got to be a little more. Oh, so I'm a little more. Oh, cool. You're Great. A little more I'm successful feeling good. Me, that's why I'm feeling here. good. Okay. Oh, I should probably give you the pre- I know I didn't tell you anything about this podcast. Huh? No, you just gave sour candy. <laughs> to me and I was like I'm in dude yeah <laughs> who cares so the premise of the podcast um for some reason someone told me a couple a few guests ago they said I should explain it every time I don't know why I actually have an intro that plays before the intro oh wow okay but um that's yeah real, so real good. I I have all these mm. friends that are typically like all my friends feel more successful than me so I invite them on the podcast to tell me what I'm doing wrong mm. and why they are so successful and then you kind of like share some stories about your success in comedy um and and then uh you know you can tell me what I'm doing wrong in anything it could be comedy or it could just be in life in general. Oh, okay uh, and then we just kind of go from there okay so so this is just like a podcast for people who think that they're better than other people pretty much <laughs> but like I'm okay. allowing you to talk shit to me. Okay. It never ends up that way. People don't actually end up, like, getting to that point because they, f- they realize halfway through that I'm more successful than them. Like, that's the whole... Oh, that's, that's, whole, that's the whole bit? <laughs> I was going to say, I- I'm about ready to fucking go into you right now. Let's start with these couches, first off. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? <laughs> the I'm kidding. These couches are really nice. Okay, do you know about Couchgate? Couchgate? <laughs> <laughs> Is this a real do thing? You follow- <laughs> Do you follow me on Instagram? No, I don't think you do. Yes, uh, I do. Don't you? Do? I don't think you do. I Let's think find out right now. I think you aren't a real friend, but that's fine. I'm just a more successful friend. More successful, yeah. So you don't let need f- to follow. Let, me, all let me find out right now. No, I'm gonna do it right now. If I don't follow you, then I I guess I thought that I did. It's cool. It's all because. Good. Oh wait, you know what? It's because I had a boyfriend for a while. I think a lot of people unfollowed me. Oh, and we yeah, all the guys were like, no, nah, dude, yeah, we're out. Like, I don't want to see. S- screw this. <laughs> okay. And, oh, you know what? I'm sorry. You're right. I did it. I wasn't doing it. It's, it's on now. It's fine. You're probably going to unfollow me as soon as you leave here, but it's totally cool. You, why would you even <laughs> say that? Listen, just, I did I'm it. I, I gave it a follow because I want to keep up now. You want to keep up? Plus, I want to see what, you know, I want to see I want to see me on your page now. Yeah, I know. And you want to hear about Couchgate. Yeah, I want to know about Couchgate, yeah. Couchgate has been going on since. <laughs> I can't even talk about it anymore because I'm so irate every time I think about it. Couch, this is supposed to be about you, but we'll just tell you about it. No, I want to hear about it. Okay. It's good. Couchgate ha- started in March, okay? Mm-hmm. So I, like, 
bought this couch and I did it from a place where poor people buy couches. Like you can like finance like, like big lots. <laughs> no, like like poor people that like they'll like pay payments on stuff, you know? What you can do that? <laughs> yeah, you can like finance a couch. So at the time I was like Wait, I need to know a little bit more about this couch <laughs> stuff because this you're talking to a poor person. How how much money is it like in a month, like roughly, like for like a decent couch? It depends on your income. So mm. like, I like picked out like a two thousand dollar couch, and I was paying like a hundred bucks a month. Wow! And yeah. you, and then is there like APR on it? Like, do you, does it eventually become like a three thousand dollar couch? Only if you don't pay it off within a certain amount of time. So uh-huh. you have like three to six months to pay it off, and then you're basically paying cash. But if it extends, then yeah, then you end up paying like interest and stuff. Oh my gosh! And is this like an online? I'm just really interested. This, see, now it's about me. <laughs> is this like an online program, or is this a, a store where you go in there? Both. And like, it's both. There's a poor store. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I gotta go. This is there's amazing. There's a poor store. So I like bought the so I like bought the couch online, and then it sh- it comes and it and it looked dope. Like mm-hmm. it w- it looked cool. But it was also, um, I've always had this fantasy when I finally moved into a one-bedroom alone. Because I've always had big apartments, but I've always lived with a significant other. Mm-hmm. Um, and wow, you have to brag so much. I, I just got here. Golly. Because like, I have to make myself feel better once we go back to you and then you talk about all your success. Oh, okay. I have to okay. Like, like yeah, I think it'll be doing just fine yeah. <laughs> once we get there. So I was like, okay, I'm moving in to a new place. I like need this couch but i also had this fantasy that like i have all these friends and they're gonna like need to crash on my couch sometime i've which is like so not something i give a shit about but i don't know why i was just like i want to be the place people like oh boy's house is dope so dumb so the couch was a pullout the most uncomfortable fucking like it was literally like a bench like that's how it felt Felt oh no no it's like a cot like you're a poor person so like yeah the bus stop (laughs) you have to say it like that but yeah yeah you're right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm just kidding when you're with the bus stop <laughs> yeah. that's like the one you know what i've never i've never really i've taken the bus before but i did i did have one big mishap in chicago on the bus and i got lost and i got fired from my job so really? i don't really ride buses anymore yeah uh, you get triggered when you see a bus and yeah whenever even on the street so <laughs> i'm always, i'm just always angry if i ever see a bus i'm like <laughs> and i freak so i'm angry a lot when i'm outside I feel your pain. I used to have to take the bus in um, junior high and elementary school. The yellow bus or the city bus? Both. Oh, wow. Yeah, we were on that dual Double system. up bus, yeah. Yeah, it was like if I wanted to go home later, mm-hmm. I would take the city bus. That was some shady shit. Like, my mom was not really down for that. Yeah. But if I want, if I needed to get home, I would go on the yellow bus because we, like, paid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Paid yeah, you for it or something. Yeah, it doesn't just come with your school. I don't know how that uh, works, actually. Yeah, I don't honest. think it. I think you have to like sign up. I don't know. I, I might don't just know. start my own bus company. It sounds like <laughs> that sounds like not like not a bad idea. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think um, you. Yeah, I could probably help you out with that. Oh, you you have a little bit of insight into this, <laughs> and I'll just go around just picking up kids in the street, and like it doesn't seem it sounds creepy, <laughs> but sounds, it but but that sounds like you're gonna be in jail so fast. Yeah, but like I have good intentions, you know. Like I'm not gonna touch these children. I'm, if anything, I'll probably teach them lessons. I'll be like, you guys should never get on another bus. That you know, to the guy who's driving again. Like you sound I'm te- like the serial kill, the hot serial killer. Who is the guy that everyone watched? Dahmer. Yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, that's such a compliment. Thank you so much. <laughs> I whenever I whenever I go out, like on a date, if it's like I've this has been happened to me like multiple times. If I pick up a girl, mm-hmm. uh, like like from like. I don't know, dating app like Hinge or something like that. Shout out Hinge, sponsor of the podcast, right? Oh Sponsor's, yeah. yeah. Well, I actually, just deleted Hinge, but yeah. Shout Did you? Out. Okay, yeah. Shout well, I'm about to delete it too. I'm over yeah, it. Yeah. But if I go, if a girl's like, "You want to hang?" Like, we want to grab a drink, and she's like, "Yeah," 
and then she just goes, here's my address. If a girl does that to me, I'll go pick her up, right? Yeah. And then just to teach her a lesson, I'll just cut both of her legs off. I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't want to make me look laugh. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll go to her house and I'll pick her up and I go, honestly, though, you shouldn't don't. What, what's wrong yeah, with you? Why would you You're lucky. Your... I'm like a nice, regular dude. I'm like, you should never yeah. don't ever do this. Never. Ever. Right. And obviously, like, we could get a drink and I bring her back safe and sound. But I feel like I hope it's a lesson. One time, maybe it's like really trustworthy. But one time when I was first coming to, uh, to L.A. I was with my buddy, him and I were driving across the country with like our box truck of stuff. Mm-hmm. And we we're going to stop through Vegas. And on the way, with the time we were like 20 years old or something like that, or 21, and so like we're like waving at women in the car and like holding up signs like, what's your number? Oh and some God. girl gave us her number because she was apparently moving too. And she gave us her number like through the car and we started texting her. And I was like, she's like, what are you doing? What are you guys doing? We're like, we're moving to LA. And she's like, oh, I'm moving somewhere over in like up Northern California. And we happen to all be going through Las Vegas. And we're like, we're going to stop in Las Vegas for the night. Are you going to stop there? And she's like, oh, maybe. And so we stopped and we all like, got a drink. And then within like 25 minutes, she had, she was like, yeah, I'll just stay in the room with you guys. Oh. Two men. Oh, my God. Because we had a dog and she had a dog and we had, were staying at a place that allowed dogs. And oh. I guess she couldn't find a room or something like that. So she was like, I trust you guys. We've had a beer and a half. And I was like, <laughs> in my head, I was like, oh, my God, dude. I would just, I just don't want to have a daughter for that reason, I think. I'm so scared that she'll make. Yeah, because we make bad decisions in our early 20s. <laughs> terrible you know how many yeah. times i like i like met someone and i would be like yeah come pick me up i mean it's different i feel like it's different now because actually no it's almost worse but I, if you meet someone in public and then they ask you out on a date and then you go on the date mm-hmm. i almost feel like you can kind of gauge how creepy yeah they are but yeah now like meeting on an app where you just look at pictures of someone and you just immediately go for it oh my god i've and then what if the person guy or girl you pick up or they show up to your house and they don't look like the picture. Like, it's just like a fucking roll of the dice. I mean, that was the way it was back in the day of AOL. Remember AOL? Just yeah. going on chat rooms, like MSN chat room, and you'd be like, <laughs> ASL. And they'd be like, 14, uh, girl, uh, you know, Utah. And Ready you're like, oh, party. shit. <laughs> yeah, and that was, and you're like, what do you look like? And you said to trust what they told yeah. you. They're like, oh, I got blonde hair. I'm like 5'6", and like, you know, I'm, I'm super athletic. And athletic you're like, oh, build. shit. Yeah. You sound fucking great. I remember I had a few dates at the mall, you know, full circle from where AOL. I would. From AOL. Hell yeah. I think I had an AOL. I had a guy that I talked to on AOL when I was like 11 or 12, I want to oh, say. Oh, man, you were really getting into it. I know. At a young age, taking city buses, <laughs> meeting dudes at 11 on the internet. I know, and I grew up in the valley, too, so it's like such a bubble. Oh, you're from here? Yeah, I'm from oh, here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, born and raised. Born in what part of the valley? Um, Thousand Oaks, so like Deep Valley, like oh, Canale deep valley. in there. Yeah, that's where all those online dudes live. Yeah, all yeah. those dudes with the online presence. They're yeah. like, let's find those eleven-year-old girls. Well, right now. I think that the person I'm convinced to this day because we never ended up meeting, but we like fell in like love. We were like twelve, we were like pen pals for like two years. I th- he lived in another state. I think okay. he was probably a pedophile. It was probably some like forty-year-old man that just like was. You know, yeah. trying to pick up some like that's girl. Cr- that'd be so cool to be able to try to find that guy and see right? if true, see true if love it right really now. Was. I can't. I think his name oh, was like man. Bobby or something. I can't even remember. Oh, if it's Bobby and it's and it's a Bob, he's for <laughs> sure old. He just like your name Bob. I will tell you this though. When when I like thought I like really connected with this uh-huh. person, um, I went and saw You Got Mail, and the whole time oh, I was watching my God. Guys in the movie theater. <laughs> you're just thinking you you met Tom Hanks. You're like, yeah, this I was is like, him. Oh my God. And then I went home to like tell him like I just watched this movie and he's like oh my god I just saw it too like I 
probably pedophile. Oh, he was right? just just always agreeing with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, see, I want this. Like, I'm a huge like romantic. I just want this to be a love story in my head right now. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, it could be. Who is it? Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan and Tom yeah, Hanks. Meg Ryan. Oh, and I my people god. used to say I looked like her before all the plastic. Before she had all that crazy plastic. And he was like, I look just like Tom Hanks. And yeah, you're like, no yeah. way. I'm like, oh my god. The He's like, I love coffee. <laughs> you're like, aren't you 11? You drink coffee yeah. already? He's like, I w- well, do you? No. Yeah. Then I hate it. I hate it too. And you're like, this guy is everything to me. Oh, my God. AOL, yeah. Those know? were the good days, though. I mean, like, it kind of made yeah. you, you know, just to just try. You trusted people more back then. Now you there's did. no trust anymore, which no is, trust. you know, rightfully so. I mean, but also kind of too much trust with, like, Instagram. I mean. Yeah. Like and like Uber people. and stuff. Yeah. Do you remember times when I used to drink and party that I would, like, just get into random cars and before they had to have the actual, like, Uber or Lyft sign and you would just be like, hey, are you yeah. like Uber? And they would just be like, yeah. Really? How am I still alive? I was just talking about how I missed the days when you could always tell it was an Uber because it had a huge pink mustache. Remember that? Yeah. And so a car pulled with a huge pink mustache. You're like, mm, that has to be. Like, there's no mistaking that. You know yeah. what I mean? And now all you do is print off a piece of paper and just stick it in the windshield. Yeah. If you want, if you want to go that far, even people don't even look for that anymore. No, I know. I, I'm so grateful, honestly, that I was always safe because there were so many nights that my friends and I would go out and we would just be like blackout. Mm-hmm. And I would get home, and I'd wake up in the morning. I'm like, "Shit, how'd I get home?" And then I would check my phone. Oh, I took an Uber. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was crazy. yeah, it's scary, right? Yeah, and it that was only like 2012, I think, was when it got to Los Angeles. God, has it been that long? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I guess really that you're right. Like it doesn't, but I do remember the days. I think I remember the last taxi that I took in Los Angeles. Wow. But like, I remember like those, you know, it was just so different. You had to call Yellow Taxi and you're like, yeah, we need two cabs <laughs> at this address at 1114. And they're like, we'll, we'll fucking be there, dude. Yeah. But they never cared. And now if you call a taxi right now, I guarantee you, if you give them like, I wanted to be here 1114 and 30 seconds. And they'll be like, we'll be there right at the exact second you need us. Yeah. Because they, they want it now. They want it so bad. Mm-hmm. And they don't care if you're popping bottles in the backseat. They don't give a shit up. anymore. Yeah. They're like, we need this. The, the, <laughs> the Uber drivers are like, you need a charger. You need like some candy. And the taxis are like, we got fucking cocaine now. <laughs> we got whatever you guys need. Just tell your friends. Take board li- taxis. So crazy. They're still kind of. I mean, the, the thing. I think the biggest thing about taxi drivers was that they were scary sometimes. They were, and they because you would think of that movie Taxi. You would think, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, like, what, who was that? Al Pacino, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Al Pacino. And I always confuse him with the other guy. Who's the guy that's in? Um, you're you're thinking of uh, oh when he God. shaves his head. Yeah. Why am I blanking on this right now? I don't now? know either. The guy that's in all those fucking. Oh my God, he's in all the movies with. The other actor and, you know, the people. Oh, Tom Hanks. Not Not Joe Pesci. Oh, my God. Who is it? It is. It's, uh, I can, uh. Meet the Parents. The guy that's in Meet <laughs> the Parents. Why are we blanking on <laughs> I don't know. I hate this. this, this we is have this, Google. This is the podcast. Yeah, that we, we need to take this part out. Yeah. No, this is good. Right now, Taxi Pat, Driver was the name of that Pat one. Pat is Googling. And it's Robert De Niro. We're idiots, <laughs> Robert dude. De Niro. We're oh freaking fools. Yeah, God. Okay, we figured it out. Do you... I feel like now, because we are... Um, so much information is so... We have mm-hmm. so much access to it that I do forget shit more now. My memory is g- absolute garbage. Right? Like, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I just have to Google it. I used to put Marana's on my phone at one point when, was, when my memory was really bad, and it would mm-hmm. do things like, you know, make sure you eat the leftovers in the fridge. <laughs> That's actually really smart. I always forget my leftovers. I though. always, and I get so mad. Right now, I've got a crock pot cooking. Oh, how right adult now. of yeah. you. Yeah, I know. I try to, I, you know, I do adult shit once in a while, but Wait. I definitely fucked it up because 
<laughs> what, what's I, in the I crock was, pot? What, uh, it's uh, it's chick. It's like a chicken and rice dish. Okay. Um, but I think it's really messed up because I started it this morning. I was like, I went and got the stuff for it, and I came home, and I was just like a new recipe. I was looking up online, and so I put everything. I was putting it all in there, and it said. Usually you put everything in there and you you set it and you forget it, right? That's the mm-hmm. whole point of it. Yeah. But this one was like after I started reading down the directions, it was like put the chicken in, cook for <laughs> one hour, take take the chicken out, put the other stuff in, let oh that cook no. for an, for an hour and a half to two hours, and then put the chicken back in, let it cook for another. Hour. So I was like, what the? F- I got so much shit to do today. I, did, I thought this was like the whole point. I'm doing this right now. So I put the chicken in, and within like 15 minutes, I was like, I gotta I gotta leave because <laughs> I had to shoot. So I turned the chicken off and I just left. And I was like, I'll be back in like. 45 to an hour you i'll turn it back on that? i told the chicken this yeah <laughs> okay, i did i was like, like hey you guys i'll be right back <laughs> you guys don't 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 go get alive again and start leaving all right just stay dead <laughs> and i was like i'll be back in like 45 minutes and then i went out to the shoot and then i was with morgan jay uh you know morgan i know morgan so i was with morgan jay and he's like hey do you want to come with me really fast after the shoot to go we just did a sketch he's like to come and help me set up for this thing really fast just mm-hmm. to see how it works i was like yeah sure so i leave there and then i get home to my apartment i'm like oh my god i left this chicken out for three hours i forgot about it so i turn it back on again and I was like, okay, I'll just cook this part really fast. And then I realized, I was like, I got to go feed my friend's cat. So this chicken's <laughs> all hot now. Been cooking for like 40 minutes. And so I just unplugged the whole crock pot and I put it in my car and bring it with me all the way out to Wait. the east side. <laughs> and I plug this chicken back in again. And then I get ready to come over here. It's like, I'll eat it before I come over. And I went and touched all the chicken and stuff. And it's raw as fuck. Yeah, and I'm like, I've been turning it off and on all day. I'm probably going to get, <laughs> this is probably the last podcast I ever do because I'm going to get salmonella and die tonight. It's, it's over. Okay, I'm still know, eating it. Do you want to hear what you should have done? Mm-hmm. Or should I just allow it? Should we just let this go? No, I would love to. I would love. This is, listen, we're flipping the flipping the table here now. <laughs> You're the s- successful one. <laughs> Teach me how to crock pot. Um, you should have just left it there all day. It would have just cooked and been fine. That's what I was, that's what I thought. Yeah. But could, like, it it, it didn't, I don't know. It said that I needed to keep doing these things at separate parts. And it was, <laughs> it's pissing me off, to be honest yeah, with you. Sometimes with, okay, here's the thing with cooking. Cooking you can just like wing it as long as everything is cooked and you mm-hmm. don't die. Baking is the one where you have to follow the instructions like exactly. Or oh, fucked. really? Because it's like math and science. Oh. But cooking is like you can kind of just go after you can it. Just like bam, blam. I don't know. I, you'd be surprised Emerald some of the shit you would have eaten that in my house that I've cooked. <laughs> you'd be like, "What the fuck is this? Oh. Is this a brick of cement?" Like I, I'm actually I've been I've been decent at cooking. I'm mm-hmm. getting pretty good at it. Like I like to cook. When I was working so much, I didn't have any time. But now I have more time, and I've been doing it more often, which I, I really enjoy oh, it. That's good. But you're adulting. I'm trying to be an adult. And you're hinging, so you gotta like have something to tell these I, ladies. I am. That I've are been allowing you. I'm to like, do you guys like raw them. chicken <laughs> and some hard rice? And they're like, oh my god, get me soaked, Give yeah. me, Give me. So, um, all right. So we another part of the podcast. Uh, I'm shifting gears. Such no, that's fine. Transition. That's good. This is a good. This is good. It's a good uh, segue. Is that we reminisce about how we met? Mm-hmm. Like that whole point is like I that's how you like surpassed me. Okay, like met and then you got like more famous. This seems like a, this <laughs> seems like a sad <laughs> concept for a podcast. <laughs> no, okay. every week you're just like, tell me how much of a piece of shit that I am. I'm, I'm a masochist. So oh, okay. Yeah, I, I was one of those in high school and grade school. Okay, yeah. We used I, to cut the fuck out of, of ourselves. Oh no, I just like get off on like people just telling me what's wrong with me. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah no, that's what I meant too. Yeah. I didn't ever cut myself. <laughs> we did it. We did cut ourselves. We thought it was funny. We didn't think oh, we, we were doing it like to be like, like trying to die. You weren't like no, we weren't doing that. We actually were going cross. And I went to a Catholic grade school, and my priest came in one day, and he was like, "What are all those cuts on your arms?" 
He started looking at all my friends and me, and he's like, oh, my God, you guys all have cuts? And we're like, yeah, we just cut ourselves in the back of the classroom. <laughs> and he was like, oh, my. And he, like, called our parents and said that we were, like, something with the devil and all this shit. Some, like, cult shit. He did. He <laughs> thought it was, like, a cult thing. And we're like, okay, well. Okay, but were you, like, using, like, paper clips and shit? No, we hit, well, we would do pretty much anything we got our hands on. We used to staple each other's legs. We'd, like, hit, take the stapler oh and, like, God, pop it open and just smack. Off? Oh yeah, I, I had plenty because of the things I I would like step on, not on purpose, but I stepped on a nail one time and it like went all the way through my foot and like I had to get shit. a tetanus out for that and like, I mean I was, we did some dumb shit when we were kids. It's like things that I I can't imagine I can't imagine the pain that I would like just you know we just it was kind of jackass inspired you know. Okay. We'd all start watching jackass and we're like we can do yeah, that. Yeah, fucking TV. Yeah, so yep. we'd like staple our legs with like an open stapler and I like, used to staple my fingers together in elementary oh! school. <laughs> that's much what are you talking about that's much worse that you would staple your own fingers i don't fingers. know why i thought it was like the coolest thing because my i would go my dad owned a business and oh well that's that makes that, <laughs> that justifies it you know my dad had a business oh okay no, worries. no, no you're fine go ahead and staple your fingers together done. that's all good i wasn't done oh okay no, he like had this company and we would have to go there after school every day and my sister and i'd be bored as fuck so we yeah. would just like find crazy shit to do we would like dig up earthworms and like put them in jars and shake them around and murder them. oh we shit mess up stuff. yeah but anyways so he had these like staplers that were like the top of the line like staples staplers uh-huh. you know, like, oh the shit yeah the store where you could like the put your deal. finger under and it would happen really fast oh right like, the automatic was, like, ones right <clears throat> when like staplers got cool yeah yeah, yeah i remember those days <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, those were the hot days the hot days yeah but um but yeah so anyways I feel like we've started 95 conversations. I know. I'm sorry. My ADD is so, like, whenever I, if I go, like, on, like, a little, usually people will be on a straight line. They do a little tangent yeah. and they get back to the straight line. I just tangent off Well, did I even forever. finish Couchgate? I don't think We I did. didn't even finish Couchgate. <laughs> we haven't finished anything t- this so far. <laughs> well, we finished cou- Couchgate. So there was a hard couch. So there was a hard couch. Yeah. Then I got a, n- then I gave it back. Okay. But they were like, you can't get your money back because technically it's like you were paying on it. So, but you can get a new couch. So you can, like, trade it. Oh, okay. But, like, and the, same, the money applied to the new couch? No. So <gasps> that's what I thought. I thought that. Oh, and I was, no. like, they, like, kind of, like, manipulated me, these fuckers at this store. And then they're, like, all right, get a new couch. So then I ordered a new couch, and it was, like, a whole fiasco. It took, like, a month. And then I called, and I'm, like, yo, where's my couch? And the guy was, like, oh, uh, I forgot to order it. And so I was, like, okay, well, that means I get it for, like, free, right? And that didn't happen. But so then the new couch <laughs> finally comes. And it's like the worst. It doesn't look like the picture. It looks like a fucking, like, you know that fake, like, gross, like, suede, like, kind of porno. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like, it looked like a college, like, porno, like, Girls Gone Wild couch. Oh, God. And I had, to, I was stuck with it for, like, two weeks. So I finally got that out of here. And then I went to the store and I, like, talked to the manager and I was like, listen, bro, I'm like, $600 deep into Couchgate right now. <laughs> like, you got to help me out. So I, like, sat on every couch in the store. I couldn't find anything. So then the guy was like, go to our sister store and, like, I'll try to hook you up. Look for this lady. And so I did. So I go to the sister store in Culver City, like, the, the like, kind of scary side of Culver City. So oh, like, yeah. You know, the poor people side. Yep. I lived over there. <laughs> no offense yep. to any of the people listening. No, no. Shout out to my lovers. No one listens. But, um... So then I go, <laughs> and I'm not kidding you, I spend, like, all day in this fucking store, sitting on every single couch, 
I could not make a decision because I had been there for so long. Mm -hmm. And the guy that was helping me, his name was Tron. He was like the sweetest Asian man ever. He was laughing so hard Mm -hmm. because I was taking pictures of everything and then doing an Instagram poll because I could not make a fucking decision. Yeah, I get get that. (laughs) So finally, like, I I leave because I'm like, Tron, listen, dude. Couchgate's been like, this is like months in the making. And it's like too I much. can't yeah, I can't make yeah. a decision. He's like, No, you need to go with this couch and like not these. And then um long story short, I leave and then I come back and then I had seen these, which I don't even love them. I kinda like them. I like this couch. It's a good looking like couch, yeah. Like mid century yeah. modern. I think it's a good looking couch. Okay. Very fair. I think you made a good choice. Okay. Well yeah, compared to everything that happened. So now these came yesterday. Oh, this is, these are brand brand, brand new. Brand new, just got them yesterday. Oh wow! That's why I was kind of hoping you would. Like, oh, let me take a seat over the there. Chase, like, I didn't know that we were uh, in a in a brand new couch. Yeah, brand new. All right. Break it in a little bit. Let me get this. Um, they came <sighs> with pillows, but I threw the pillows in a drawer. This is I like this couch. Yeah, it's like the casting couch. So is that for porn? Well. I mean, I'm not trying to do a porn with you right now, but I was just saying. No, you're just, you're just saying <laughs> if you were, that this would be the perfect couch to cast on. Yeah, yeah you're right. I do. I feel, I feel I porny mean, right now. You can put your feet up. You can put your feet I'm up. I'm afraid with my shoes. No, it's okay. It's okay. Your shoes don't have, like, dog shit on them, right? Uh, I did just walk through a bunch of piles of dog shit on the way here. <laughs> Ooh, this is nice. This is, is it. Nice? Okay, yeah, cool. once you get the TV mounted right there, it'll I be know, good. I know, when it gets mounted. Oh, that's this is going to be good. Thing. That's the last thing I'm going to obsess over. So that's Couchgate. Uh, so I'm now, I'm currently, for all the people at home, uh, I, this is kind of like an ASMR of, of the couch. Here we go. <laughs> Oh, I think that all the viewers I at home. I got that on video. Oh, is that on video? Good, cool. Make sure you just tag my mom in that. I will tag your mom. Okay. Um, so no, this is a good-looking couch. I gotta sit back up though, because I okay. feel like I'm not, I'm you not can gonna get. You can sit up. It's cool. It's cool. Okay. Do you want your coffee? Shall I bring it to you? Oh yeah. Here Thank you. Go. you. Appreciate that. Thanks You're again right. for this cold brew coffee. Shout You're out uh, Starbucks. How is it? Mm-hmm. It was only three dollars and forty nine cents. I thought that was like. Kind All right, of I get it. You want me to Venmo you the exact <laughs> amount? <laughs> plus tax. Hmm, this couch home. Uh, this this uh, <laughs> copy happened to only be three dollars and forty nine cents plus ta- twelve cents tax. So that comes out to a whopping. Okay, so I'll let's Venmo you. Let's go back. Let's go in the past for a okay. second. All right. Okay, let's go in the so past. <laughs> I think I met you. I think I met you early on, and I've been I've been doing stand up since like two thousand twelve. So okay. What about you? Out in LA. To I, mean. I started in LA. I've been here for about five years. Five years. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're a little bit behind. Me. Okay, so 2012, but I think I met you in like 2014, 2015, maybe mm-hmm. in passing, and then we officially met in like 2016. I would say at that shitty. That was bar the show, show we bonded at because it was you. Who else was it? Shan- was Shannon there? Shannon was there. Shannon was there. Um, I think that was it. Right, only people who we knew. Yeah, and then like. I feel like there was one other guy that we kind of knew. I think and there he was like too. went up first. Yeah. It was probably Ari Manis. <laughs> Ari Manis <laughs> sponsors. Um, hey, my more successful friends, a podcast. A podcast. <laughs> with your host Lori. Um I th- yeah, I think that that sounds about right. And that show was that was a crazy show. That was like a little show in Studio City that a somebody classic. 
from Vivid. It was yeah, it was next door to Vivid, yeah. yeah. Next door to Vivid. And some random guy just hit us up out of nowhere, right? Isn't yeah. that how it happened? Or yeah, a girl? Yeah, like all on all on Facebook or something. Right. And then booked all of us on the show. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, th- either we got there or he sent the list before of like, here's the whole list of comics. And there was like twenty five yeah. comics on the show and like ten bands. Oh yeah, and there was bands. Remember? And we got, f- but we got free drinks. I think all night. I think we, but I had driven out there, so I only had like two beers anyways. He's like, guys, get whatever you want. I was like, yeah, we probably fucking should, or else we'll die because we're going to be here for a year. So and we, I we don't think we had to get there at like 6 o'clock. We got there mad early, didn't leave till <laughs> like about 1. 1 or 2. 1 for, or 2. For be- sure closed it down. And there was nobody. I remember I went up there. There was nobody there. There was, <laughs> I think there was four people up there, and I did a bit. I was just, I just started doing, I, for some reason I was like, there's four people, you should obviously do crowd work right now. Yeah. And also you're about a year into stand-up. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. But uh, you know, yeah, that was that was a uh, that was a crazy little show there. It was crazy. And then I saw you never again. Yeah, you know what, I'm kind of like elusive in this in this LA comedy world. I just mm-hmm. kind of, uh, I bounced around to places. And I, I think part of it also happens to be, and this is this is somewhat detrimental to me, de- detrimental to my uh, career, is that I don't live in Hollywood, Hollywood. I've right. lived on the west side since I've been out here. Mm-hmm. And so I live in a, a place called Mar Vista, which uh, it's it's still like sent, it's like still close enough to where it's only about like it, depending on like you know when I leave, it's about 20 minutes, like the improv, like the store, like 25. But it's still kind of a pain in the ass, you know. Right. So I don't really hang out at the clubs as much as I probably should. But I'm still doing mics all the time on the west side and still doing shows on the west side, too, and doing shows out here. Uh, That's great. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely getting up a lot, but it's just uh, I should be out here in Hollywood, just like hanging out at like you know a coffee shop, and I run into Chris Leo. Oh, what's up? What's up, Chris? The coffee bean on Sunset next to Laugh Factory. That's the one. That's I've been there quite the a few one. times just to work on stuff. <laughs> Somebody's like that because my buddy Vinny Fastline lives pretty close to there, and he's like, "I'll meet you at the coffee bean on Sunset." He's like, "It's it's the place where all the cool people go." And I was yeah. like, "All right, I'll go there, dude." You're like, "All right, bro." <clears throat> I saw Vinny not too long ago. Um, Good dude. At Sycamore Tavern, I did a nice. show. Ashoka's? Uh, just a show. Oh. Just a show. Sam Tripoli show. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. Um, and I I think I've met him before, but yeah, see, all you West Side kids, you guys are all different. I, I used to hang out on the West Side a lot when mm-hmm. I first started doing stand-up because I just had a lot of friends over there, so I would just always be there. And I did West Side Comedy Theater pretty, like, two years in doing stand-up. That was probably one of my regulars. And then, yeah. um, I don't know, and then I just... Things shifted, and I now am at Comedy Store probably mo- the most of yeah. an ice house of any club. But I really like the West Side. Um, West Side's scene. great. It's super fun. I mean, it, I would say that it needs like more comedy. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of like bar shows and stuff, and then ha- they have, you know, they have a uh, West Side Comedy Theater. That's pretty much it. And they have like Comedy and Magic. Yeah. Down south. But uh, I used to run a really co- fun backyard show over on the west side, and it would like always I pop remember. off. Yeah, what happened with that? Uh, the guys sold the house, so we had to, so we oh, had to get out. So are you um, gonna re-up it or? Yeah, I think we're gonna do another one. I did one at my old boss's house. He's like a really nice place in the Palisades, and we did it there, and like had another great lineup, and <clears throat> wow, it was super fun. And so his wife or his girlfriend is now asking me to do another one. Um, and it's gonna be like in, it's gonna be like in support of some political affiliation. Um, not meaning that you get to c- if you come, you're like, I got, I gotta be a Democrat. Just meaning like, you know, it's that's just, that's what, that's what the money's going to go towards. Oh, okay. So you're raising money. I'm raising money for some, it's going to be for women. It's a women thing. Hey, women are cool. Women I are amazing. Can, I can back women. I love backing women. 
I'm kidding, you guys. I'm kidding. I'm I'm a very big supporter of women. So uh, yeah. So I saw on the Instas. Mm-hmm. Do people call it that? The Instas. Yeah, people um, call it that. Yeah. That you quit your job. I did. And now you're just like living the life. I did. Time, yeah. Right now. The life includes a lot of rice and beans. <laughs> uh, <laughs> being fucking up chicken in a crock pot. Fucking up chicken. And the only reason I'm even cooking that chicken is because I accidentally bought... Oh, I was so fucking mad yesterday when I did this. I went to go buy chicken to make like a nice little chicken dinner, you know, with like some veggies and stuff. Yeah, okay. And I accidentally purchased chicken thighs. Oh, my God. Isn't that the worst? And I don't even know what the difference is, but I know I'm, it's not going to taste the yeah, same. Yeah, they're different. So I made like a chicken thigh thing tonight. <laughs> I was like, I looked up, I said, wrote, I wrote chicken thigh recipes. And it was like, do this easy thing. Yeah. It should have said, and make sure you're around easy. every hour and a half. Yeah. So anyways, that's what I did. But yeah, uh, yeah, I did. I quit my job like eight months ago. I was working at this company for like six years and I started doing comedy about maybe like a year into this job. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, they were just competing the whole time. And at first comedy wasn't even like. I didn't start comedy to try and become a comedian. I just actually lost a bet, and then it turned into like more and more wow. stuff. Because I was I, the guy who, who who wanted me to do comedy, who I lost a bet to, like he like wanted me to get into. It. He's like, you should do stand up. And I was always like, I I, I want to do other things. Um, because no, I didn't really know anything about the, about the scene at all either. I didn't know anything about comedy. Why did you come out to L.A. to be an actor? Or you just I came out to L.A. to do to do act. Yeah, I, w- I wanted to eventually break into acting, and then I was gonna just. When I first came to Los Angeles, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go behind the scenes. I'm going to do, like, producing is what I wanted to do and writing. And I first came out here, and I was working in, like, music videos and stuff. And I was producing some music videos and then just, like, some short films. And then I got a job working at a uh, reality TV company. (coughs) And I was there for, like, three years. And then I got a job at this marketing company. And then that's when I started doing stand-up at the same time. Um and yeah, I mean, it, you know, I, I guess I didn't really know. I, I think back in Ohio, I was always like making funny videos and like writing and doing goofy stuff. And I just in the back of my head, I'm like, if I move to Los Angeles, eventually I'll fall into it. Right. But I didn't want to like I was just being such a wussy. I was like, it's impossible. I'm a kid from Ohio. Um, and so I didn't really like f- go full into it, you know. And then when I did kind of fall into it a little bit, it just felt more like right. It just kind of felt natural. Um, and yeah, so I was at that job for like six years and I, and I was like, you know what, this is, it's, it was too, um, there was too much competition between stand up and this job. Once I started getting more into stand up comedy, I was like, I'm, I'm doing bad at my job. I remember getting like multiple emails from my boss being like, do you care about this job or do you care (laughs) about comedy? And in my head, I was like, I don't, I'm not, I don't, I mean, I care about both, you know, like (laughs) I don't want to make you guys be like, you know. I don't want to make this company fall apart, but, like, <laughs> yeah, I care about my comedy a lot. Like, it's, like, you know, this isn't just a hobby. What was your position at the job? Uh, I was I worked in social media. So it was a marketing company, and we did, like, a bunch of, like, advertising for, like, j- different campaigns. Like, a lot of them were movies or, like, TV shows or Broadway stuff. It was mostly entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was a community manager over there, meaning that, like, I would over like I would get a campaign, like, for, like the social aspect of it, and I would just kind of run that whole thing. Um and it was, I mean, it was fun. It was great. Like I, like I said, I did it for six years. I got promoted a couple of times. I got my own office. Wow, fancy. Kept getting raises. Yeah, it was, it, it was hard Killing almost it. to, yeah, I was kind of killing it. I was having a good time. <laughs> and um, it was hard to walk away because I'm like, oh, you know, I'm making money right now. And I know the second I leave this, it's going to turn into something different. Um, with just like, you know, struggling a little bit out here in Los Angeles. But when I quit at the time, I was like, okay, I have these two work from home jobs lined up. It'll be great. 
And then right when I quit, about a month later, both of those jobs were like, yeah, we're not jobs anymore. And I was like, okay, oh, great. No. So then I like lived off savings for a little bit. And now uh, I've been doing, like, taking a few gigs here and there, and I'm trying to get a couple more commercials to help pay, you know, pay for some stuff yeah. right now. But uh, sometimes you just go through a little bit of a slump, too. Commercials is where it's at. Commercials make good money. Yeah, you should ask, um, do you know Greg Santos? I was just with Greg today. Oh, okay. He's, he, I go, where do you make your money from? And he goes, commercials, bro. Yeah. That he's, sounds he's, like him. <laughs> he's a commercial king. He's just out there just like, you know. I know. That's all he does. I know, man. That's how he lives. He'll mm-hmm. he'll text me at like 6 a.m. And I'm like, you don't have a job because I'm up at 6. What uh-huh. are you doing? He's like, I'm going to the gym. And then I have like nine auditions. And I go, okay. He gets up at 6 to go to the gym? No. I think it was like one <laughs> time. <laughs> My gosh, dude. I did. Well, you know what's funny also is I did feel his muscles today. And the, he's, you know, he's pretty... I'm not going to say Greg Santos is shredded at all, but I will say that he has a little bit of a brick arm. That Greg may, you know. has a lot of free time. <laughs> 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 I, he's one of like my really good friends. So no, he's a good that. dude. Yeah. yeah, that's how I know Morgan is through him. Oh, okay. Yeah. So all us three were shooting a little sketch today together. Yeah, we can. Uh, all it's three of you. Were? All three of us. Yeah, we shot it together. It's a breakthrough. It's it's. I mean, it's mm-hmm. very very like inspirational, and oh, you know, yeah. once you see it, you're like, like oh my god, it's just so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's very meta. Yeah, you'll you'll really get into it. It's literally about <laughs> taking a shit. Like, we're fucking idiots. That's like. <laughs> Sounds like Greg Santos <coughs> mm-hmm. and yeah. Morgan. Do you live with Morgan? I don't. Morgan lives. Morgan lives uh, about like a mile from me though, so we hang out quite a bit. Oh, okay, because you guys are always together on Instagram, and I'm like, we're always hanging like, out. We I'm really like, are. You guys are like best buddies, like Bill. And we Seth. are, dude. Shout out to Morgan J. <laughs> uh, What's up, Morgan J? Remember that cheeseburger we shared and a milkshake once? I guarantee he remembers that for he sure. Does, yeah. He does. Oh, he yeah. always brings it up. Every time I see him. Oh, does he? Yeah. yeah. He would. See, that's that's a Morgan J move. We like saw each other at the comedy store, and he had just done a set, and I was kind of just like cruising around, and he's like, what are you doing right now? And I was like, I want a milkshake, and he's like, let's go to Shake Shack, and so we went to Shake he Shack. He always tries to take people to Shake Shack, <laughs> to <laughs> that or spot. Astro Burger. Yeah. It's just, hey, <coughs> I was down for it, because I didn't have to pay. <coughs> oh, he paid for your he burger? Paid, and your, yeah. Oh, what a good yeah, guy, man. he got me some like little sliders. Yep. And then we just like talked about Greg Santos the whole time. <laughs> and then I went back to the comedy store. <laughs> wow. What a what a what a stand up dude. You know? Yeah. So that's you, my Morgan J story. Yeah, he's a good dude. We weren't we uh we we obviously we met through comedy. Mm-hmm. And then we decided to run a show together. He cuz I told him I was like, "You want to you want to start a show on the West Side maybe?" This before we were like really good friends. And he was like, "I don't know, I'm just so busy with stuff." And like, "I don't really want to start a show right now." So and busy. I was like, "All right." And then about maybe like Eight months later, or something like that, he goes. Uh, he goes. Hey, this venue just asked me if I want to start to do a, try to do a show there. Do you want to start a show with me? And I was like, uh, maybe. And he goes, I'm going to be honest with you. I want to do it because I want to become best friends with you. And I was Aww. like, then I went. All right, let's do it. I thought he was making <laughs> a joke, and we really became best friends. He's so like. That's hilarious. That's yeah. actually the most adorable <clears throat> best friend story. I've isn't that a good? Isn't that a good story? It's such a good story. Yeah, he's a he's a you know he's a, he's a, he's a solid guy. That's cool. I like that you guys are best friends. I enjoy you on the social. We definitely goof off together. We we have a good we have a good time. You guys have a good rapport. Yeah, we do. He got mad at me today and smacked my phone out of my hands. <laughs> but it was all acting, so that's a little insider for you guys. It's, that was an acting. That was acting. How's your phone though? How's my phone? My phone's great. Phone, I, s- I saw him okay. coming for it, and I I made sure <laughs> it was over my like. I could feel his energy, what he's going to do, you know? You know when mm-hmm. you just, like, you get in sync with somebody? Yeah. And I said, oh, he's going to smack my phone out of my hand. Oh, my And so I, pre- I prepared my phone to fall onto my lap. You guys are in love. Yeah. You know what? It might be true. <laughs> it might be a little bit true. Because, th- you know, that's kind of a good, That's I think that's kind of similar for a lot of comedians. Because a lot of comedians are in love with another comedian who's just a friend. Because 
it's hard to date in this world, right? It is hard to date. So I feel like you just become lovers. Not lovers, not like sex, but like, you know, just like emotional. Emotional yeah. lovers with your best You're friend. You're emotionally charged. Right. Like, by each other. I'll get mad at Morgan. I'll be like, you said you were going to be here at 8. It's <laughs> 8.03. And I'm looking like an idiot here at this bar by myself. Do you have a dog? I, I don't have a dog. My old roommate had a dog for a long time, so I kind of had a dog. Do you have a roommate? Mm-hmm. But he's not really like a dog. He's more. He's pretty humanly. <laughs> he's not hairy. No, he's he is so unhairy. It's like pisses un-hairy? me off. Yeah, he just got like a clean <laughs> body. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Just like looks like he's just been waxed and like it's wow. just. Maybe he has. Maybe he has. Do he's ask? got a really. Do I wax? I have waxed. I've waxed. I think somebody waxed my stomach one time because I wanted to see what it felt like Wait, and it hurt think? like fuck. How do you not remember? I'm trying to remember like what we were <laughs> I, we, we had bought a waxing kit we're like let's wax each other. Oh, I remember what it was. I laid in this fucking bar when I used to work at a brewery back in Ohio. Oh my god. And my roommate was like, "I'll wax your chest for you." And I was like, "All right, let's do it." Maybe it was my maybe it's like the lower Oh, you know what? I think it was my lower back. I think uh-huh. a little bit of hair in my lower back. Yeah, you got it. And you he's like the lower back hair. Yeah, you know that. You know that little spot, a little yeah. V. It's like the <laughs> it's like the reverse gross V, and he's like, "I'll wax the back your back and the blower part of your back for you." I was like, "All right, let's do it." And so he takes a little kit. It's like one of those cheap ass ones you put in the microwave, you know. Mm-hmm. And he puts it in the microwave, and I'm literally at the time I'm laying on an act. So we we worked at a brewery, but there's also a bar inside of like a tasting room. I'm laying on the tasting room bar, Yummy. And like on a Saturday. It was yeah, it was gross, but like nobody's there because <laughs> it's a Saturday. No one's there on a Saturday. No, it's like a daytime. So like usually you go in there on like the weekdays or like oh, the weeknights. Yeah. You try some beers out, but it's like a, like a regular day. No one's right, gonna be right, there. Right. So uh, I'm laying on the bar, and he brings up the wax, and he pours on my back, and it was like the worst pain I've ever felt, and it was scalding hot. And he was like laughing. I was like, dude, that why does that hurt so bad? And he's like, oh my bad. He's like, I thought it'd be funny to put it in. It said put it in for thirty seconds, and I did it for two minutes, and I was like, that hurts so bad. And did then he puts third degree burns. I was pretty bad for a second. <laughs> We're, that's what I'm saying. He was one of the guys I used to cut myself with in grade school. Oh, my God. And then he puts the waxing strip on my back to pull it off. Yeah. Right before he does it, there's a knock at the door. And he goes, oh, my God, I forgot. There's people coming through right now for a tour. And they're already walking in. I had to roll off the bar with, like, wax <laughs> kit off my back. And then I had to hide in the bar while he gave a tour of the brewery with oh just, like. Oh, my God. So, anyways, I don't I don't wax anymore. I had a pretty bad first experience. Yeah, now you're triggered. I just uh, I got a hairy ass chest. I got hairy legs. I'm cool with it. My roommate's just a he's just a clean. He's just like a hairless cat. He is. He is like a little, and he's got like a nice little jufro. He's got a cool little jufro. Oh, cool. Okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. Yeah, he's a cool looking dude. I wish that I had like that that style that he's got, but I'm just a fucking wildebeest. You can just be you. I am me, and I like being me. I yeah. like my chest hair. I think I waited a long time for this chest hair to come back into style, <laughs> and it's back, baby. It's, it's back. back. Burt Reynolds is back. Burt Reynolds, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to, oh my gosh, he is. He's like my godfather, isn't yeah. he? he? Godfather of Chester. So back. Yeah. So that's cool. So you started comedy in 2014? Yes. Uh, yep, I did. Okay. And I would start off just kind of doing like, a couple shows, like maybe like one show a month, you know? Mm-hmm. And then eventually I was like, oh, this takes effort to do. Yeah. And then once you get into the effort of it and you actually really try and like craft jokes and stuff, then you're up every night, <clears throat> you know, doing mics or you're writing every day or whatever it is. And How often do you get up right now? Like show? Uh, I mean, it kind of just depends on the week, but usually yeah. I'm probably up like five, like four or five nights a week, something like that, yeah. four nights a week. But I mean, sometimes I don't include like hitting a mic or something too, you know? Yeah. Like a regular show, it just I don't know. Like some some weeks are hot, some weeks are just more chilled out. 
That's insane. I used to get up that much, and now I maybe get up like two, three times a week. Yeah, I mean, that's probably more realistic. Like on a hot week, it's like you have a good week where you're like, I'm up every night this week. But then some weeks you're like, I have one show. Or sometimes even zero shows, you know? And yeah. you just hit a few mics and, yeah. What mics are you doing? I mean, I do a lot of them. I try and there's a bunch on the west side. <clears throat> the west side that I usually do just because it's not, if I'm not going to, the ho- to Hollywood anyways, I might as well stay over there and do it. Yeah. Um, so I do a lot of those ones on the west side, but then there's also, have you, have you done Burt's Backroom yet? I ha- Shout out Burt's. I keep, you know, I thought tonight maybe I would go do it because I haven't been there yet. Mm-hmm. I ran into Rachel in Ohio over the holidays. Oh, no way. Yeah, we were both. What are you doing in Ohio? My sister lives there and I go ah, do. Ah, where um, in Ohio? She lives in Cincinnati. Oh, cool. Okay. But like right outside, so like in Morrow. And so I'll go to um, Go Bananas and like do some sets. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And Rachel was there too. Rachel was randomly there one night when I was going to like go talk to the manager to. Try she was to just at Go spot. Bananas. She had a spot. Is she from there? She, I guess, has fi- yeah. I guess she has family from there. Oh, crazy! I don't think yeah, I knew that. Yeah, it was that. like super random because then Dave Waite is from there. Oh man! So Dave is the one that tapped me into sort of like the Cincinnati comedy scene, and mm-hmm. then I made like a bunch of friends that live there through him. So whenever I go, I'll get spots. But yeah, it was like really random. So that was the first time I had really met her because. Um, I hadn't really seen her around until like the last year, but I think it's yeah, she's a good kid. She's super funny. Probably like one of the most positive people I know. She's so upbeat. Yeah, she's always smiling and stuff. Yeah, but Bert's is pretty cool. It's like they just started like there's two rooms there now because it was like so popular, and I started just working some of those open mics because you know you get like a few minutes as well, and you get to just kind of hang out and watch some comics. And so uh, I work like like once or twice a week there just to watch and just hang. Um, but that's a really good one because there's mics. There's a mic the whole way through every day, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's a really good one to just like to know you're gonna get up and not to wait for three hours. That's what I hear everyone keeps telling me to go because I don't know. It's like some night like I did Ice House on Saturday and I wanted to try out some new stuff, but then mm-hmm. my schedule got super crazy, so I like ran it with myself in the car. <laughs> that, that's fine too. I do that shit all the time. Yeah, but I don't know. There's just something about like being in front of people. And even if it's comics that aren't listening, you can still, like, feel like, okay, that's not the punchline, or I should say it this way, or I don't know. Yeah. um, But sometimes, like, I mean, I think that Burst is pretty good for, like, you know, people who are being positive. But there's some mics where, like, I'll go to that mic, and I'm like, I should never have even started comedy. (laughs) Or, like, you just just look at people in the audience, and you're in the crowd, and you're like, dude, why are are we here? Because you obviously hate me. And, like, but it's not just, it's just... People are just always out here trying to grind, so Everyone's it's just it's just tough. Yeah, but I, I would say open mics, you gotta just be careful because you can't really let, let like let that be a barometer of how good your joke is, right? Yeah, no, I I used to get when I first first started, I I used to get so sensitive if something didn't mm-hmm. work, and then like after a couple of years, because I was doing, I was hitting it hard like yeah. the first four years. Yeah, and nice. The last three, I've just like you know had to have like day jobs and stuff. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I think, it, it's, would you say that that's, like, the key? Like, doing mic stills, like, that's, like, your secret to getting all of your stage time? Because, like, is that where you get booked sometimes? Or Sometimes. I mean, yeah, people will just, like, I think that's where, if you're staying relevant, you know, if you're, like, if you're staying in the community and people are seeing you, mm-hmm. then they'll, you know, they'll throw you a bone here and there. I'm also running a show, which is, like, helpful to, like, trade spots and stuff for people to see you there. I run a show at the comedy store, and so people will, like, see me there and, like, have me on their show and stuff. You so that's also helpful. What's your show at the comedy store? It's called. So, it's actually with Vinny Fastline. It's called Socially Awkward. Oh, I didn't know that was. 
was your show. Mm-hmm. The one at the cool. store is, yeah. He okay. has the one at the improv as well. That's just his. Got it. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that, that just, I mean, I w- even when I ran my little show on the west side, too, with Morgan, it w- I would get spots from that. Mm-hmm. Running your own show is, even if you're doing a mic, it's just the best, especially starting off, if you're doing a mic starting off. But I'd say a show in general is just a great way to, like, meet other comics, uh, you know, kind of stay up in the scene. Like, and they'll get you spots in their show as well if you give them a spot on your show. And Yeah. You know. I used to help out with a show at the Ha Ha, like, six years ago. Mm-hmm. And then um, I haven't really entertained the idea since because I'm just so busy. But now I'm, like, getting to a point where I just want stage time. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about figuring out how to sort of do that because i just did i opened for colin kane sometimes mm-hmm. nice and him and i will team up and we will do all the promotion and i think i've like finally figured out like the sweet spot like the secret but oh it's yeah so much it's so fucking exhausting the secret of, 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 of promoting <laughs> of how of how to pack it out of like how to like what's what's out. your what is your secret well, I can't tell you because then it won't be a secret. But it'd anymore. be a secret between us and everybody else listening. That's about <laughs> it. All five people. Um, this I honestly think the secret is literally just fucking posting it on social media every single day, yeah. all day, and then remembering every single person that's ever asked you when's your next show mm-hmm. and just hitting them up relentlessly. Yeah. So harassment. Harassment's the harassment. Yeah. That's the key. Forcing people to your Forcing show is the way to pack it and out. And threatening them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did a ton of like social media threatening. Oh, man. Like just... The amount of people I've actually had to kill. <laughs> Some of them I had to like handcuff and kidnap, but you know. Yeah, just the, everybody just comes out like looking beaten. <laughs> yeah. like, the whole crowd's like bloody. They're like, "What the I fuck?" I mean, it's dark in there anyway, so no. You're fine, noticed. dude. <laughs> Talk to those people. Yeah, but no. I just I go to Home Depot and I hire everybody in the parking lot. I go oh, come okay. to my show. I'll give you guys each three dollars. So, I did you ever when you first started like have okay for me when I first started I felt like pretty quick because I got shows pretty quick I like lost all my friends in the first year. Like yeah, I had a hard time <laughs> with that too. I mean, because I was, I had like a lot of like really good friends on the west side, and a lot of those guys I didn't see for a while. Because <clears throat> they were like, "Fuck you, Pat." Mm-hmm. Kinda, yeah. I don't want to hear the same joke about hot dogs. Oh man, you you know what? There it, there needs to be some sort of award for the people who would come to right? the bringer shows like because should, those are the true blue. It is, especially if they're willing to pay too. Like yeah, like twenty bucks sometimes. Twenty in plus drinks. Plus drinks. And for me, I had to bring them from the west side. So those guys would take probably like six hours over their night <laughs> just to get over there, watch a show with like 30 comics on it who were just trying to start out. Yeah, all terrible. Sometimes, dude, like the comics were just like, I would sit in the back and I was like, I don't even blame them if they leave right now. Yeah, like just get out of here. Because it, w- it would be like eight or nine, ten comics in, and I still have like five to yeah. go <laughs> till I get my five or six minutes. And I was like, oh, dude, like. When the show was over, I used to text every one of them at the end. I'd say, thank you so much for coming. I'd hug them hardcore. Hell I'd be like, yeah. let me buy you a beer. That's when I had a job. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm like, thanks for coming to the show, I'm like, uh, see you later. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to buy you a beer at this point because I, you know, You're I want like, a beer. I'm just grinding. I'm out here grinding. That's cool. So what's like your favorite part of stand-up and why do you think you haven't hung yourself yet? <laughs> oh, good question. Hmm. Favorite part of stand-up. I mean, obviously performing it has to be the favorite part of it right you know there's really cool things that go into it which is like traveling and meeting cool people and uh getting to like check out these new clubs and stuff that you haven't been to or like different it's fun to go to a new city and then see like what works there like what that what that group of people are into 
But just getting on stage, because that, that's what you do the whole thing for, right? That's why you yeah. write, and that's why you do travel, and that's why you do all this stuff, just to get up there and say it on stage. So doing a, doing a joke, I think my, okay, here's my favorite part, if I have to, like, pinpoint it. <clears throat> my favorite part is doing a new joke on stage and it hitting really hard. And that's, like, the best feeling where I'm like, I know, I knew this was fucking funny. I knew it was. And you get out there and you do it, and it, and it crushes, and you get to, then you, you know, you work on it, and you make sure it keeps getting better. But the initial, like, first time doing it just feels so good. Yeah, and then you just, like, hear those laughs. Yeah. And then after you wait at the door at the end of the show for everyone to tell you how good you are. Yep. The best. You wait for it. Yeah, the It's best. the best feeling. <laughs> I just did a show in... <laughs> no, that happens, though. <laughs> it I mean, does, it does. I don't, I, sometimes I'll, I used to leave all the time. I was like, I don't want anyone to talk to me. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I'm like, this is awkward. That, I mean, that's why, the, that's why the comedy store is so good, though, because you can just go to the patio and get a drink, yeah. you know, and if people see you and they want to come say hi, then they say hi. If they, do, if they don't, then they just don't. Yeah. But I, we, I just did a show in Ontario, um, not, not Canada, other I Ontario. Know, for a second, I was like, whoa, you're trying <laughs> killing it. I wish I was up there. Uh, Ontario, California with, with Vinny and a couple other people. And uh, that was a great show. And we all had a really good set. And we went afterwards, we went outside. People were walking out and, like, taking pictures and, like, I signed a few autographs, which felt kind of nice. So whenever you could do, like, a good show like that, yeah. that's cool. That's cool to do. But I also realized that, like, I haven't signed that many autographs. So whenever I do, I always have, like, a panic moment. I'm like, what the fuck does my signature look like? Because <laughs> I don't want to, like, keep doing all these different signatures. And they're like, that's, that's, that's a com- fake. That's a fake fuck. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't sell that for a million dollars. That's a fake Pat Quinn. <laughs> no, but whatever it is, I just, I did, like, two or three different ones when people were asking. But then, like. Then there was this this group of girls who I had saw in the audience, and they were like mm-hmm. laughing really hard at my at my set. And I'm like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna for sure say they love me. And the show was over, and they were talking to Vinny, and I like started to walk up, and they saw me. They go, hey, uh, see ya. And they like laughed, <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, shit. And you were brought back down to earth. I was like, yep, here I am, here I'm back. I was just signing a bunch of 19 year olds book bags and things, and it felt cool. And then now I'm now I'm oh just getting God. turned out by women my age. So funny. Yeah, mm. I the first time I started. I think the best, and you can tell me if you agree or not, but for me, like, sometimes the best night of stand-up is when you're, like, in a pack where it's... <coughs> okay, and we're back after we're that back. commercial break. <laughs> 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 so I think I asked you a question mm-hmm. before um, my batteries died, but I have bat- I have so many batteries, so mm-hmm. we're good. I was going to make a joke, but... I know. I said that to, like, set you up for a joke, but then... Well, let's be like a vibrator joke. Yeah, let's keep, keep it clean. clean. Keep it clean. Let's keep it clean. Um, so, yeah, so I had asked, like, what was that aha moment where you were like, oh, shit, like, I'm a real comedian? Yeah, I guess, you know, I've always had a hard time saying that I am a real comedian because... I, I don't know. I just I just guess I just always have. Um and then another bigger comic said something kind of similar to that, where he's like, you can't call yourself a comic unless you're doing this. And I was like, damn, dude, maybe like, and I, I am doing those things, but I was also like afraid still. I'm like, I don't want to say it still. Right. But I guess when I first started really saying I'm a comic, I mean, I was probably like two years ago when I was like, yeah, I do comedy. I always say, I always said I do comedy. I was never like, I'm a comedian. But now I, I do, do comedy. I do comedy, right? Just kind of like, oh, I yeah, I do jet ski once in a while. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I do comedy. I, I'd say I'm a comedian now. I do. And like, I, and I think that I kind of solidified that by quitting my job, but also like, I'm not, at the time I had like some other things I could do that were lined up. So I didn't quit to be like, I'm fully going stand up for my, for my income. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I do think that if when, when you quit something like this, 
or when you quit to do something like this, you should be making your full income almost on that. Right. To say that you like <clears throat> are that thing, but at the same time, if you're working towards that, I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, saying that you're, that you're also doing that. Yeah, I so, mean, so when you first got, like, paid to do a yeah, show. Yeah, I remember my first time getting paid. It was at the improv. Nice. And it was really, I, th- I saved the money. You it was just, it, it was fifteen. It wasn't like they gave me a check <laughs> from the improv. It was just fifteen dollars, and I was like, "This is it." And you framed it. And I was gonna frame <laughs> it, yeah. And then I ended up having to spend it because I was poor. And then I was like, "I'll just give another fifteen dollars," and it'll yeah. say it was the same fifteen dollars. Doesn't make a difference. There you go. Yeah, you're um, like, I'll just keep racking up the fifteen. Yep. Yeah. I was with my buddy Johnny though, and I came home. I was like, "Bro, look at this money!" And I was like, <laughs> throwing it in the air, just two bills. I was just like, yeah, picking it up and throwing it, picking it up and throwing it. And he was like celebrating with me. It felt pretty cool. I didn't get paid. I had gotten paid maybe like in total in six years um, before this past year. Um, I probably made $88 in total. $88? In total in my whole comedy career (laughs) in six years. I love it. I love it. I mean, that's that's so, that's pretty, I don't know. I don't think it's not. I was, getting it's like, like, I was getting like five dollars here, a bunch of like yeah. beer money. It's a little know? it's a little like chill ass like yeah. fifteen bucks. Twenty dollars. Yeah. Now I've been paid way, way like I I like get paid for shows now, like if, totally. if I do like a club show or like go on the road with someone, but mm-hmm. um it took seven years to get there. Like it takes everybody a long, long ass time. Like there's no right or wrong way to do it. I mean I know a few comedians who have made it happen pretty fast, but that's not normal, you know? It's not, and it's so <coughs> crazy to me. Like, I used to, c- I don't know if you do this, but I used to compare myself super hard. That's I'd the worst like, thing you can do. Right? Like, be on Instagram, and I'm like, fuck this. Like, I've been doing this so long. I'm just going to get a day job and just, like, give up. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I pretty much think that every morning, and then I try and not think it again at night. I'm like, I got to go. And then you but just cut yourself with the yeah. clips. <laughs> hey, I just, I just staple my legs together. I'm like, ah. <laughs> I can't go back Call to this. Back. <laughs> no, I, th- I think the worst thing you can do is compare yourself, but it's hard to not do it, especially when you get older. You know, like we're in our 30s now, yeah. and it's harder with like when you most of your friends are like, I'm about to retire next year, and you're like, fuck, I haven't even got shit figured out yet. Yeah, they're like, own so, houses and shit. All my friends back in Ohio all have big houses. They all have kids. They're like, we're working on our second kid. My buddy out here, he's like one of my best friends. He's having his second baby soon, and I'm like, and then he'll yeah. still like, whenever we go hang out somewhere, he's like, oh, I got, I got it. I'll get the coffees, and I go... How the fuck? What what are you doing right now, dude? Well, how you are you doing kids. this? You got a kid. You got one on the way. You're buying me a coffee right now. I was like, I'm not going to say no, but you need to be smarter with your finances. <laughs> yeah, what are like, you I'm doing? Like I'm scolding you diapers. him. <laughs> yeah, his baby's born. He's like, you can't afford food. I'm like, well, you shouldn't have me that many coffees, okay? <laughs> it's not my fault. I'm awake as shit right now. Uh, no, yeah, it's just you know, it gets a little bit harder when you get a little bit older, but uh, you know, you got to kind of just believe that you can do it and not really compare. But that goes for anything, really. It's like I used to compare myself to. People in my life who had nothing to do with with comedy, just like with just in general, like mm-hmm. certain things. Um, and if you do that, then that's just like a surefire way to just make yourself always feel sad. That's why Instagram Ugh, is is pretty bad. And I love it, and I'm on it nonstop. And yeah. I fucking have that two hour. It's, I have a two hour timer limit on it. Like I'm like, oh, if I go over two hours, and you're like, two hours, that's insane. But I always click remind me in 15 minutes all the time yeah i'm trying but like i think that at least allows me to realize that i'm looking at instagram far too much you know and i'm like all right i need to chill out on this because i did i when i was working in social media for so long not that there's anything wrong with that at all it's a great it's obviously like a massive platform for influencing and marketing 
But um, I felt like being on that so often and only seeing people's good things happening for the most part or just mm-hmm. seeing like chaos. It's like the news. Um, it affects you and it, it affects like you personally where you're like, why am I not on vacation in the Maldives right now? I'm like, yeah. why am I not doing this show on the road with this guy? And why am I, you know, why am I still single? and I don't have kids. And like, if all you're doing is like thinking about the things that you're not having, you're like not really looking at what you do have going on in your life. Like the fact that right. you live in Los Angeles, you, you know, you have friends out here, you're eating food. You know and I'm saying like, it might seem like small, like more insignificant things, but even from a, like a kid like me coming from Ohio, the fact that I'm in Los Angeles and I can walk to the beach and go touch the ocean like every day if I want to mm-hmm. is like if I told myself that when I was like in like even high school, if I'm like, dude, you'll be able to touch the ocean every day now. <laughs> my mom would be like, are you fucking serious? We don't even need money. We can just go to the ocean and eat tacos. All It's going to be amazing. But now you're out here and, you know, and you see everything that's possible, I think, as well. And it makes you feel like you need to get that like right now or else you're not or else you're worthless. And it's people do out here so young. You'll see, like, somebody drive by, and you look over to Bugatti, yes, and, like, they roll the window down, and it's, like, a kid who's, like, you, you, you have your license? He's, like, 13. <laughs> you're, like, this is ridiculous. And then you feel really, really bad about yourself, but you can't let those people set the tone for how your life should be. No, because even those people probably have, you know, their problems. Oh, my God. things that they're comparing 100%. to. And I, yeah, I, I sometimes will fall in that trap. Like, I have the timer on my phone, too, but mm-hmm. I have it at seven hours. <laughs> Seven <laughs> hours a day for Instagram? No, for social media. Oh, for social in general? Just oh, in general, okay. I could see like that. Lock. I mean, that is, it's bad for both of us. But it's so bad. I need to just turn it off. Like, today I was actually on it significantly less. Were you? I was. Um, but you kind of need it for our industry, too. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the excuse that I tell myself. But I would love to take, like, a month off of social media and just see how I feel. Oh, it'd be great. Well, Greg um, did, I think, a couple weeks. And he used this app where... You could do planned posts. Right. Yeah. So yeah. That, that app mm-hmm. where you could have planned posts where you didn't even have to to go on Instagram. Go on. But then you, st- yeah. I mean, it's it's good. I remember he was. I remember he did that too. He was like yeah. posting videos from a different app. I think Adam Ray might even do that as well. Yeah, just because it's like it's it can be super toxic. Yeah. Like, and just your for your mental health of just you're just staring at a phone all day. Like I was talking to I don't know if you know Erica Rhodes. She's oh yeah 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 I know Erica really yeah good friends. Her and I were having this massive long really fucking long conversation about how we both experience this all day where we're outside and we even do it we're just like everyone's just staring at their phone no one's Mm -hmm. like experiencing life people are walking in the middle of fucking traffic looking at their phone and cars are like darting around them they still aren't even looking up and what the fuck (laughs) or you're like on a dating app and you're sitting next to a girl who's also on a dating app. And you guys are, you guys, if you looked up, you might be like, oh my God, this oh, is, this is love. love. But yeah. all you're doing is like swiping on some chick who like, or a guy, you know, it's yeah. dumb. It's and like I think menu. that it's also affecting our interpersonal communication skills because we're, I know personally in the past, like even five years, I'd never really had any kind of anxiety and I've gotten lots of anxiety just from probably from social media mm-hmm. and then a little bit of social anxiety, depending on the situation where like, it's always scary to talk to a girl. Right. As a, I mean, as for I mean, it's probably not, I don't know how it is for girls to guys, but <laughs> as a guy trying to go up and uh, approach a woman, like especially when you're younger, it's scary and it's supposed to be scary. You're supposed to be afraid at first because this is a different sex. Like you don't really know what they're going to what they want you to say. 
But that's kind of the point of like you go out there and you you know you fail and you get back up or you mm-hmm. don't fail and then it's the best feeling in the world versus just being on an app where like you can shoot at a thousand hey what's ups within like five minutes and then see who responds. Yeah. And like I don't do that anymore, but that's that's kind of like I mean every guy I think everybody in general women too will go on these apps and be like hey 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 and then see who responds back and then get a conversation going. And it's not how you should live your life. Like It's not. It should be quality over quantity. And we all fall into the trap because mm-hmm. we're so overstimulated. Yeah, we're so overstimulated. It's insane. And, like, I had to delete the dating app the other day. This is, like, the third time in yeah. the year that I've gone on Hinge and then, like, gone on dates and met people. Some some of the people are actually, like, good friends now. We, like, yeah. didn't pan out, but we're, like, good friends. Sure. And then other people, I hope that they still stay at least 100 yards away from me. Because <laughs> that's what the restraining order says. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I deleted it the other day because I already had my notifications turned off for mm-hmm. quite a while. And then I went in my queue. And, it yeah, it was just, like, a fucking, like menu of dick oh really they, sp- they send you dick pics <laughs> no just damn she's like asshole i've never sent a dick pic they send you asshole pics <laughs> i know the gay community is big yeah, on that and yeah. i didn't even know that till recently until one of my buddies told me about uh, that guys will send asshole pics to each other and i'm like wanna, that's like they want to fucking badass dude that's tight it is yeah dude like look at this look at this but, cannon but yeah and i i just looked at the queue and i was like i don't think the person I'm supposed to be with is in here, and if they are, like, I'll probably run into them on the street, or I'm yeah. already, or I've already met them. Believer in fate over here, right? That's what it is. Well, I just like felt like I had met enough people. Yeah. And like, some of them were great or are great, and but also they're probably talking to a hundred women and. And yeah. that, that made me feel like shit. And I was just like, I don't want to be on someone's roster. That's just not. I mean, I agree with that. I think that it it can. Do, it just depends on how you use the app, you know, because I've met plenty of good people on there. I'm, I'm talking to a girl right now a little bit that I met on the app. And mm-hmm. like it works. But if people aren't if people are treating it as like a way to just kind of get in for hookups and get out, which I think a lot of people are. I think a lot of people are. Yeah, then it's not going to work. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like agree with that. And so I, I deleted it for like I deleted all the apps for about four like four years wow. and then I recently got I went through a bad breakup like a not even like a really it wasn't even really a breakup never mind I'm not even gonna get into that whole thing wait, that's a whole other story wait no I wanna hear that <laughs> this is a whole other <laughs> podcast <laughs> long story short I was dating this girl for only like five months but I hadn't been dating I hadn't dated anybody in the past like five years wow. and so like cause I was just focusing on my career and then I'm I get a little picky with stuff and like I think that I was just so like hyper focused on trying to make other things work that I w- wasn't like invested and i mean yeah but I, I think it's more like if i do invest in something i'm gonna like invest invest right like i don't like really half-ass something like that and so i got into this thing with this girl and i think she was more making she thought it was more like a thing where it's just like we hang out for a few months and then we're done oh, um she but she definitely guy. i'm not gonna name the person but like there's definitely some some thing like some like emotional things that like made me be like oh this is a real thing and then within like a like a day one day just like randomly just like happened where we just broke up and I just kind of like I just got a little crushed from it for a while because I hadn't like given myself like given somebody that kind of attention in a long time. Aww. And I'm like this fucking sucks. So I got back on the apps again, and I was just talking to everybody again. And it felt you know you ca- yeah the validation's nice. It, the validation is so nice, and it's such a shitty thing. And here's I think another reason too why you've gotten on the apps three times in a year is because so many people are are on these apps now 
that it makes it hard to talk to people who are on the apps, right? So if you delete your app and you go out in the real world, you're like, I'm going to be a real person today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to walk out here. I'm going to find a guy at a library, <laughs> you know? I'm going to go to like library, a... Library, yes. I'm a, yeah, I'm going I'm to bump into a dude at Pinkberry. All the berry <laughs> stuff. And you're like, and he'll be like, oh my God, like, what's up? And you're like, oh, this is so cool. I like, you know, I like lemon sugar butter ice cream. And you guys talk and you fall in love. But it's harder to do that now because that guy is probably on a fucking dating app. So even if you're off and you bump into a guy, yeah. he might not be as receptive to making a conversation. Even if he thinks that you're really cute and you guys chat for a second, and he's like, I like that girl. He might in his head be like, I'm afraid to get her number. It's scary to ask somebody real life shit. And he's like, I, don't, I guess I don't really care because I have a dating app at home or in yeah. my pocket right now. I can go on there and I can ask a girl. And if she says no, then I will never see that girl. I'll just you know, move it's, on to the next. I'll move on to the next. Yep, that's why. See, it's so messed yeah, up. it is. I have, uh, I don't want to say that they don't work necessarily, but I think also the problem is that a lot of, like you said, going back to the scared thing, I think a lot of people are just scared of rejection and getting yeah. hurt. Yeah. And so they'll like meet someone and then they'll start to really like them and then they just like run away because it's so much easier to just be like, oh, I don't want any strings. Like, oh, I'll yeah. go on 22 dates with you in a month and then tell you that I think you're looking for something emotional and I'm not emotionally available. That happened to me. <laughs> like oh, that's, happened to, that's <laughs> happened to all of us. That happened to me like four months ago. The guy, oh, we went man. on like 22 fucking dates. What's his, how, and how, how long was the time period? It was over like six weeks. All right, what's his name? Say it in the podcast right now. We're all going to go out and find him and <laughs> kick his ass, dude. <laughs> I'm not going to say his name. If you do 22 dates, what is that, like four dates a week? Yes, we hung out like Good Lord. four or five times a week. And I was like very slow to even like ask like, oh, like how are you feeling? I just was like thinking, oh, this person really likes me because they keep taking me on dates. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then, you know, you just wake up one day and there's a vibrator in the bed and it's not yours. And <laughs> you ask the person... If they're kind of a freak, and then they're like, oh, yeah, no, it's not mine. Oh, I guess 22 dates in L.A. in 2019 just means that we're just all fucking a bunch of different people at one time. Oh, man. Yeah, I've never really been like that, personally. Like, if I'm, like, giving somebody my time, listen, dude, I already have a hard enough fucking time trying to make sure one girl is, like, (laughs) we're 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 communicating. (laughs) I don't know how you do that with multiple women. I'm not trying to say it to be like, oh, he's such a good dude. I'm not. I'm just like, a, I just feel like I don't understand when guys can, anybody, when anybody can cheat. I'm like, how the fuck, first of all, how are you keeping anything straight? My memory is so bad that I'm, I'll be like, don't you like crawfish? Yeah. And she's like, I fucking hate crawfish. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Who likes crawfish? Was that Sarah or Nancy? And I'm like, yeah. Date. Nancy. I haven't dated anybody named Nancy before, but. I I honestly was kind of for like I didn't see it coming. I thought he was gonna I thought he was gonna be like, Yeah, sorry, like I've been going on dates with multiple people, but like I like you and like can we like move past this? And I probably would have because it had only been like a little over a month. I felt a little shitty about it, but I was like, Well, I met him on an app. Mm-hmm. I kinda have to like expect that I'm not the only girl, but how do you have the motherfucking time if you're with me four out of Seven days in the week. Damn, dude, maybe that guy's like a gigolo. He's maybe. just like that's where he makes his money from is just fucking people. He about j- his job is to have sex. Yeah, well, he owned like a business, so he could like leave during the day. Oh and right, like go back to it. Was, like <laughs> <laughs> was this Tron? Was this Tron from Couchgate? <laughs> is Tron Tron just like he's like this couch is great? I had a sex with this girl <laughs> earlier tonight. 
No, but I just remember, oh my God, this was months ago, but I remember like walking into his apartment that night after we like went to dinner and he could, he didn't even have to invite me over. It was like a work night. Could have been like, hey, we both have to be up early. Like I'll just catch up with you this weekend. And he's like, do you want to come over? And like that just was normal at this point. Right. And I remember walking into the apartment, even like there was just weird energy in it. It was a house actually. And I saw like two glasses on the coffee table and I, I started like fucking... I turned into Nancy Drew, like, immediately. Mm -hmm. I was like, I haven't been here in three days. There's alcohol that was in that glass, and I don't drink anymore. So, like, that definitely is not my glass. And I I wasn't wearing red lipstick the last time I was here. And then I, like... So he's either a cross-dresser. Yeah. (laughs) 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 My eyes, like, darted to his bedroom. There was, like, a takeout food bag. We never eat food in bed. And then... Oh, man. This guy guy didn't even give a... This guy didn't even give a shit. No shit. He didn't even try, huh? No. And then, like, the sheets, like... It was dark, so I didn't notice until the morning. But, like... They were just covered in... It was just, like, a, like, cum. Just, like... Like what? Someone just like came like like multiple people's come just like all over. Sorry, th- this is an R-rated podcast. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, I got two <laughs> questions first. I got two questions. The first question is, <laughs> does this guy come just like a ton? Is he like a just he's like gallons of come? Okay, or I do you think there's mother other men in this situation? That's my no, first question. No, I think it was like female ejaculation and male. Okay, well then here's my second question: Is you can see that? Yeah. How? Because he had gray sheets. Uh, and it was just like... I thought you were like room raiders of this guy. <laughs> I thought you were in there with like a little fucking... A little kid. No. I just like woke up in the middle of the night to pee. And then like the vibrator thing happened. And then I kind of... So there's just... Okay. Also. <laughs> so you walk in there. A guy has two wine glasses on the thing. He's got takeout bags over there. He's got sheets all messed up. And then he just is like, oh, fuck. I forgot there's a vibrator on my bed right now. He no, just forgot about so that. so... Okay, so first he, like, moved all... So the guy worked a lot. It was, like, during Coachella. So he, like, hadn't really been home or he had made it seem like he hadn't been. So I was like, oh, he just jacked off a bunch and there was just, like, cum towels or whatever. So mm-hmm. I just, like, didn't... I was, like, kind of grossed out, but I was like, he's a dude. He works really hard. I was making all the excuses. <laughs> he works so hard. He can jerk <laughs> off in towels. So Leave him all over the floor if he yeah. wants. And That's fine. I was like, I was like, maybe it's the same sheets from Sunday because this was, like a Wednesday and I was there on Sunday and I was like, that's kind of gross, but whatever. I was Wait, you, you, you change sheets that often? I change my sheets every week. Wow. Sometimes guys will do a lot worse than that. Yeah, that, but like, I think if you are sleeping with a girl and you have dark sheets and you have multiple women in your bed, you should at least like change your sheets for yeah. the next girl. Sure, 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 like, sure. When it's just you, whatever, but like change your sheets. Yeah, be respectful. I change my sheets always. Like, Great. If I like... MD, you know, whatever. Anyway. Yeah, I get I get, yeah. I get what you're putting down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, like, I even remember, like, now looking back, I see, like, all the signs that I should have just, the minute I walked in the house, I'm like, I should just go home. Sure. But, um. Hindsight's twenty twenty. But I'm a fucking masochist, and I still just, like, went through. Oh, and the best part was, in the morning after the vibrator thing, and I didn't even mention it at first, like, I waited, like, four days to even tell him that I saw it. Um, he had scratches all over him that, like, I knew weren't from me because we are both really tired, so. <laughs> he's pretty chill. Yeah, and I even said, I was like, yo, I was like, what happened to you? And he's like, oh, this is, like, from you. And I was like, no. I was like, I don't think so. I was like, that's, and then I, like, stopped, and then I got ready for work, and then I left, and the whole day I was like, there's another fucking girl. 
vibrators. Does that make here. you feel like shit too? It did. It it just made me feel like he didn't have to. He didn't have to try so hard if he just wanted to get laid. Cause like, we could have just gone on a few dates and then he could have just been like, I just want this to be casual, and I'd be like, all right, cool. And then I would move on. Mm-hmm. But it was like so many dates. Well, you know, that's what I'm probably that's what I'm gonna say. Maybe he did. I'm just gonna be like the play from this guy's perspective. <laughs> Let me think. Cause maybe he started. Maybe he started dating you, and he liked you a lot, right? Yeah. So he's taking on these dates, but then he's still like on the side. He's still on like Hinge and shit. And every once in a while, he's like, "I'll check on Hinge. I'll see what's going yeah. on." Yeah. And he started talking to somebody else, and then he got like, since it was like a fresh thing, maybe he, like he just transitioned over to that, you know. Yeah. But if he's taking you out, and he's paying for dinners and like dates yeah. and stuff. Like making a point, calling me. It was oh crazy. yeah, then maybe it was wild. Maybe that's what happened. It was. I think. I think I remember like the point when pop before that dinner when he was maybe gonna break it off, or I think an old flame came because you don't just no girl just straight out the gate unless she's just like of a certain variety yeah. brings a vibrator over to a dude's house. That's that a good point. Like yeah, you're know. right. Like that's something where you've like been doing that for quite some time. Yeah, and it's like yeah, you don't really just bring a vibrator somewhere. No, I never really I didn't think about like that part. Relationship status or like. You, yeah, yeah. You like went on a specific application, just yeah. You're not just like popping out cock rings when you get somebody. You're like, eh, how's it going? I bought this cock <laughs> ring just in case. Yeah, no, that's like a conversation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it well, is. that happened. But anyway, well, you know what? Love's out there for all of us. I don't think you should get <laughs> discouraged. I'm serious. I think as long as you keep on, you know, cruising around a little bit, you'll be fine. The, the worst thing you can do is shut yourself out. You know. Oh, I'm. And Fine, I'm dating, but uh, I was. I think I was also talking to myself at the oh same yeah. time. Oh right. I think I was just. That I was, just, was your mantra. I was <laughs> throwing at the wall, so it bounced back to my ears from the wall. <laughs> yeah, it's like my mantra. Yeah, every morning I wake up and I'm like, "You're gonna be okay. You should keep trying. <laughs> well, this was a lot of fun. This thank was really you. fun. Thanks for having me on, for on your new couches. These yeah. are great couches. This is a great Thanks. podcast. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, this was this was awesome. Any um, last words? Anything you want to teach me or leave me? Oh, with? do I want to teach you? Yeah. First off. Chuck Palin, Chuck is or Palin. What's his? How do you say his last name? Palin. Pat. Well, yeah, whatever is good. Good writer. Yep. Fun stuff. <laughs> uh, it's a book that's sitting on that's her one thing. Of my, yeah. He's a great writer. That's choke. Uh, oh yeah, Choke's good. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that yeah. beginning of that book is just disgusting. Yeah, it is. It's um, good too. Anything I want? Any words of any words of wisdom that we wanted? Just yeah. Just I mean, to impart just on you. Like you know, like why are you doing I, it better than me? Well, you know what? Oh, okay. For comedy, I was about to say, I think I just gave, I think I feel like I just shot some wisdom down with my <laughs> whole, with my whole speech about just oh, not giving up on dating. Like yeah. I think my dating wisdom is probably better than my comedy wisdom. I don't know. Comedy is kind of the same thing. Honestly, as long as you keep on putting yourself out there and trying. To success. To su- oh, what's, what was it? You can just tell me, teach me about success. Oh, about success. I think the true, one of the truest pieces of, of success <laughs> is, is, uh, is believing in yourself. I think that's a big part for okay. anything too, but for, but for comedy, because you got to be your own, you got to be your own cheerleader in these in this industry. You know, that's true. You if do. You, you have to, but yeah, you do. If you give up on yourself, then why is somebody else going to believe in you? You know, you can be sad. That's fine. A lot of comedians are sad, but if you go up on stage and you go, "I'm a fucking loser. I don't deserve to be here," <laughs> then the crowds are going to feel that. And, and when you like, get up yeah, there, they are. They'll be like, "This guy seems really, really serious when he says that he hates himself into the mic." But if you're joking around, and if you know, if you believe that you get, you have something to say, then I truly. Because I've been lately about that's what I've been doing in the past couple of years, and that's when my comedy started to turn on a little bit. Is when I get on stage, I go, "I'm gonna have a good time." They want to watch me, and if you do that, 
even if you don't do as well, the audiences they still like you because because you're actually trying to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're there like spiritually, you know, and physically. You're like, I want to be here. I agree. Like you have to. It's all about the energy. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you yeah. could like maybe ha- do a bunch of new stuff and it doesn't work. But if you have like confidence and good energy, people are just vibing. And people you're are just cool likeable. with it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it might still suck, but. People, people are like, like oh, usually much so, more forgiving. You're yeah. so great. <laughs> 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 All right, Pat. Well, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Um, do you want to tell everyone your social media? Yes, mine is it's I'm Pat Quinn. I'm not I am. I'm all on right. all my social, and then I am Pat Quinn dot com. All right. You can find all my shows and everything there. Any, any spots my coming videos. up? Uh, is this, when does this come out? I think this is gonna come out like tonight or tomorrow. Or oh, next cool! Day. <laughs> yeah, I got a, I got, a, I got a spot tomorrow in Hollywood. I got some. I'm out of town in th- this weekend. I'm doing some shows in Beaumont, I think. I don't oh. know what's that. It's, like, oh, it's only yeah. like two hours away. Johnny or something. Cardinals. Johnny, yeah, I'm doing yeah, that I'm show. Do his, I'm doing his show coming up. Too. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's a solid guy. And then next week, I'm at uh, the store on Friday, and then uh, Malibu on Saturday, and then Laugh Factory on Sunday. Just, you know, just my social media will have all that stuff. But Killing the game. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude. Well, say bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>